0: I don't know. I feel like I need to go out and get a human guitar. <laughs> <laughs> or I can just ram one leg up its butthole and play it. Ugh. I
1: wonder if it's lodged between the ribs. I literally just a watched booger. a three-inch
0: snot ball hang out of your nose and then get sucked right back up in. <laughs> it's your fault, Alan, for making me laugh a booger out. I it. was looking right at her and I went... Shh. <laughs> i like disgusting. never i've never seen anything like that except in big daddy
2: welcome to streaming unicorn podcast where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available from online streaming services i'm your host today brooke and i'm here with your co-hosts anna and alan this week we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie i picked From Dusk Till Dawn, available on Netflix. Hello, Unicorn Brigade. It is your favorite queer podcast host. I know I'm making a lot of uh, assumptions there, but I'm going to run with it. It's Brooke, Anna, and Alan as we review the classic today from Dusk Till Dawn. I'm glad to be back in your ear holes. Ooh, what was that, Alan?
0: It was a vampire. (laughs) It was a
2: vampire. A apple. A apple. (laughs) A
0: pear. (laughs) Banana.
2: What? (laughs) What I
0: could keep going.
2: You could. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that.
0: (laughs) Pineapple.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I don't know, but I like it. We're three seconds in and we've already lost control (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs)
0: that doesn't sound out of the ordinary (laughs) it really does it's
2: usually worse than this (laughs) anna would you like to take it somewhere worse
1: no okay
2: that's a trap i was just checking (laughs) just in case (laughs) all right so from dusk till dawn i'm super excited about this uh i am a fan of this movie from way back
0: You're both just glaring at me.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm permanently scarred by this movie.
0: I'm in awe of your fandom. (laughs) It's
1: a good thing I have a therapist.
0: Dang. It's traumatic.
1: traumatic. It is splattering.
0: You made me country dang.
1: (laughs) 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 I will say it's a little
0: extra on the gore for me.
1: Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's what got... I, I found that in my old age, I'm not such a fan of gore.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I ever was, but I don't know. Sometimes I guess I have to be in the mood for gore. gore. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. It
2: it it doesn't bother me so much unless it's gore associated with, um, like torture or somebody enjoying it, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre to the beginning. When he's scraping off his arm and stuff, and it's torture and stuff, that really gets to me. But in this, it's just kind of fun, silly gore.
0: Well, thats the, I think that's the thing with this movie. The gore is gross. Like it's, yeah, green, it's green slime green. and.
1: Jizzy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Dizzy? Did you say dizzy? I said jizzy. Ew. Good. It was. There was a lot of white, just streaming arcs of. Just when Jism- eyeballs
2: explode. Um,
1: that's it jizzy.
2: <laughs> She's getting jizzy with it. <laughs> they
1: for everyone listening, they looked at each other before they did the dance. Because we
2: know. <laughs> no, we do we, know. I was like, Oh, me and Alan about seeing this. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got nothing.
2: The uh the green from the vampires. Um, bleeding, uh, was a conscious t- choice by uh, the director because they knew they were going to really be in trouble with an NC-17 rating. Mm. So they tried to head it off at the pass a little bit mm. by putting in green blood, so there wasn't as much red blood. Mm. Uh,
1: okay. S- Still ill, but all right. There's Apparently a it makes a difference. Yeah, The most arbitrary things get flagged by the rating yeah it is weird company association people
2: there's a a really interesting um documentary i saw on netflix about that uh where they are so secretive about it they won't even tell you who's on the review board and somebody was like really trying to figure it out Hmm. and uh they had a hard time doing it even having people who used to be on the review board comment on it and what happens with it it's hard to find
0: interesting
1: yeah, wouldn't think it'd be such a big deal. Mm-mm. They're all puritans.
2: Yeah, and the, and as a filmmaker, all you can do is submit your film and when it comes back with notes, it's not like you don't have any way to say, "Hey, this other movie has this. What's wrong with it in my movie?" They don't care. It's just, "Here's the things that caused this rating. You can take it out if you want us to review it again." Mm-hmm. Boo. And I and I've often, I've wondered lately Um, if that's why, like the, the, the Netflix original movies that you get, they don't get a movie rating. They get a TV rating, TV ratings. You can set yourself. Really? Yeah.
1: No one reviews that.
2: Right. But it's one of those things where they let people review it themselves and put a rating on it themselves, but they expect them to do it in a responsible way so that they don't get uh, somebody else having to come in to do it right. Uh, so they it's one of those things like if you do it right then you can keep doing it but if you don't we're going to get some bureaucracy involved and people don't want bureaucracy involved so they don't. and it's not like tv ratings keep anybody from watching a show anyway so the they're fine with rating it but my point being i wonder if that's why they do these uh, on netflix when netflix creates something they they give their own tv rating instead of submitting it to the the movie council to rate because they have a lot more control over the
0: rating Possibly, that makes sense. Sure.
2: So let's get to the dates. Deets from Dust Till Dawn is a 1996 film directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by Robert Kurtzman and Quentin Tarantino. More on that later. It stars George Clooney as Seth Gecko. <laughs> Which is a funny last name. (laughs) Gecko. Quentin Tarantino as Richie Gecko. Harvey Cattell as Jacob. uh, Juliette Lewis as Kate. Salma Herrick. Salma Herrick? Salma Hayek. I don't know. My brain. I'm trying. She's a heretic. Salma Hayek, Cheech, Marin, Machete, (laughs) and others. After a bank heist in Abilene with several casualties, the bank robber Seth Gecko and his psychopath and rapist brother Richard Gecko continue their crime spree, first in a convenience store and then by kidnapping a family. They head to a truck driver and biker ball, barker barl, <laughs> barker the biker barrel, <laughs> Balls at the, hanging at the, from belts. The Twitty Twister Bar. Twitty where Twister. Twister. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys uh, shut the fuck up? You said twitty. You <laughs> I'm going to Conway Twitty your asses. I got twitties. I got them twitty I twistles. I got two
1: twitties. I'm going to twist your twitties. Two twitties for your twist.
2: Anyway. <laughs> where they where they find a lot more than they bargained for. It's vampires. <laughs>
1: Twitties. Lots Thank God of, I got through that. Lots Jesus, of Jesus <laughs>
2: Christ.
1: <laughs> we got Twitties and we got pussies.
2: Ugh. If you can find t- <laughs> cheaper <laughs> Twitties than that, fuck it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Or
2: don't, because that's weird.
0: <laughs> I know, it seems dirty. It does.
2: It is. So Tarantino wrote this script for $1,500. And he wrote it... Um, from why are you looking weird Anna?
1: because that sounds cheap
2: yeah so robert kurtzman had the idea and the the way it worked out was this robert kurtzman did the special effects in reservoir dogs specifically where the ear gets sliced off Uh. he did that for free on the promise that tarantino would develop his idea into a script and that's what he did Mm. that's why he did it so cheaply bartering
1: Ooh, my voice went away. <laughs>
2: murdering, <laughs> murdering, <laughs> murdered. <laughs> A bird. <laughs> you sounded, you sounded like that old man at the, uh, at the uh, uh, motel. <laughs> 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 the <hell laughs> do i your The I can't
1: even do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was one and done. This was also George Clooney's first Hollywood film role. Uh, Tarantino had directed him in an episode of ER. And pitched for him to be in this.
1: Hold on. Tarantino directed an episode of ER? <laughs> yes. Really?
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Which What? <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> it happened.
1: I did notice that he had, that Clooney had the Caesar cut from ER. Yeah. And I wrote that down in my notes. But Tarantino directed an episode that,
2: that of ER. That's the thing that's hard to believe about this movie.
1: Yes. <laughs> that is the part. <laughs> this is the part I'm going. Yeah about
0: maybe it was the episode where that one doctor got his arm chopped off by the helicopter
1: i was just thinking like i hope
2: he says the helicopter
0: episode i don't know which episode it was but he did direct we need to know ER. well
2: i'm gonna google it you have a you have a little computer right in front of you that you can hold in your hand (laughs) (laughs) it's connected to the knowledge of the internet
0: but you know what else I, i decided apparently a neck tattoo makes george clooney look like a thug a thug? I didn't think it did. at no, it the really did But I, I think that's what it was like going hot.
2: for.
1: Yeah. It fell out of place. Really?
0: I think it's hot. Yeah. You think it's hot? Yeah. You'd lick it off his neck? Yeah. I, I don't know about that. That would make it hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, I can... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even walk down that road. You're nasty. <laughs> the the name of the movie from dusk till dawn is also taken from a sign that used to appear at a lot of drive-in theaters uh, because they would show movies from dusk till dawn. And then, uh, of course, the kind of the kind of <laughs> grindhouse wop, wop. movie that kind of thing is is present throughout the film and is as homage to a lot of the um, the old monster movies, etc.
0: So I liked that. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. I never made that connection back in the day, though. That it was on the bar. Yeah, on the bar. Uh I don't don't know why I never made that connection. The Twitty Twistle.
1: (sighs) Twitty.
2: Did you find it, Anna?
1: Yeah, I I need y'all to know. The episode was called Motherhood. Back when Carol Hathaway was still on ER. Uh, I don't even remember who Susan Lewis is, but her sister, Chloe births a baby girl and then shit gets weird and shit, it, it seems like a really fucking benign episode of that er for tarantino, for tarantino to have tarantino. directed it right my my mind
2: is i'm pretty sure it happened at a time though that tarantino wasn't like a super big name he was
1: i'm sure about that and it, it's less his name and more how fucking weird he is
2: Maybe,
0: <laughs> like that's he had, maybe did and that that's episode, the part that's
1: getting me because it makes sense like he wasn't quentin tarantino then but the way he inhabited richie makes my skin crawl Uh, still right and (laughs) in every movie excuse me every movie he's acted in i'm like why jesus is this racist ass sex offender doing things in public
2: (laughs) who let this racist ass (laughs) sex offender out of the closet
1: right so that's that's my reaction to er Less than fair enough, not at all his fame. Well, maybe he <laughs> didn't. did that
0: and realized this is not what I want to do. I want to do crazy shit, so he did. I really so hope that's how
1: it went. <laughs> He's like, What fucking motherhood? <laughs> no, <laughs> gonna say the n word in a movie.
2: <laughs> so, I think there's a lot to unpack about this movie, <laughs> clearly, but we're gonna have to get started somewhere. So, let's start at the first scene uh the the character sheriff earl mcgraw um and he, when we were watching it you pointed out he's this isn't even though he dies in this movie this isn't the last time we see him you remembered him from what
1: uh he's been in kill bill and a whole bunch of other things
2: uh yeah he was in planet terror mm. uh sorry and it was actually not just the same actor it's sheriff <laughs> earl mcgraw earl earl, earl. yeah Errol, he's the earl earl finn <laughs> 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 jesus my mouth that's a
1: mind of its own. That kind of lets you know that in the <laughs> grand scheme of things, this is one of the last movies in the universe because he dies. Mm, yeah. C- which means Kill Bill was set before From ah, Dust Till Dawn. I guess that's fair. Yeah. And so were the Grindhouse movies.
0: Interesting. I find that mm. interesting.
2: Yeah. And uh-huh. also for that character, there's a certain kind of person who says drain the lizard. And it's also the same kind of person who calls it a commode. <laughs>
1: My grandmother called it a commode.
2: Did she say "drain the lizard"? No, she didn't do that. Maybe it's because she was. She did once
1: say "shit ass," though. (laughs) I noticed that in the (laughs) code shit "Ass" is my new favorite word. (laughs) It was one time I heard her say it, and it was burned into my brain. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think this movie has some very Quentin Tarantino things. And one thing I like about it is you can get those Quentin Tarantino things that I like, kind of like their banter back and forth at the beginning of this film. He loves to open a film with some people bantering about some shit, but you don't lose, or but you don't have the Quentin Tarantino director things that I dislike. I think Tarantino, and I've long said that he is allowed to make um, decisions that aren't, Productive for the movie because he's so famous. There's nobody there to say eh, 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 roll it back a little, Quentin. And I think they distract <laughs> a lot. I think I think his best movie that he directed is Reservoir Dogs because he was at a point in his career when he people would actually give him advice and he could roll some things back a little bit. But then he goes on to make these movies that I like much less because he's given free reign. And I think that's uh, I, I think that damages a movie.
1: So what are the things he, he does as a director? Because I can't think of anything specific to Tarantino. Uh,
2: His movies are so self-indulgent. If you Mm -hmm. watch it, you can tell that these long, drawn-out conversations that people have that are expository or that are like uh, relevatory – uh are almost like him masturbating on the screen and there's nobody to say look this got boring a while back or this is just a little too much uh
0: flowery exposition to roll back like i feel like when you're watching a tarantino movie and that's going on you're looking at your friends and you're like yep this is tarantino (laughs) this is i mean that's this is some of that tarantino shit
2: yeah right
1: so it's like the unabridged version of the stand (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what? Which personally I loved, which is probably why I don't notice <laughs> <laughs> the long ass shit in tarantino movies, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> <That's pretty.
2: laughs> So uh, the sheriff and the customer service person bantering back and forth. And I think we've all been in a customer service position before where a customer was just talking endlessly at us. And we're just like, yeah. And inside you're going,
0: oh, God, please stop.
2: (laughs) And I really got the feeling of that here.
0: Did he he just say he's going to get taint tonight? Oh, maybe he said (laughs) taint.
1: He said taint. I'm sad he didn't say taint.
2: Oh, you're sad he didn't? I yeah. Thought you, okay. I misunderstood what you said. I'm Everyone sorry. Everyone
1: should want to get taint in the evening.
2: And then as soon as he goes to drain the lizard in the commode, here comes Seth running up with a hostage and a gun. And I, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that. I thought that was so well done.
1: Mm-hmm. Even this second time I've seen it, or however many times this is, I was still like, what the fuck? Where'd
2: they come from? Right. And clearly, even from this point, you get an idea that Richie's a little crazy. He's one whispering and sassy. <laughs> Not or the swearing. idea.
1: It is confirmed real quick <laughs> that he's out of his fucking mind.
2: <laughs> tell us how. Like, <laughs> I don't even. I think. I mean, I know that he is out of his mind, but I think in this scene, we just see a little bit of it Of because I don't because we don't know. Maybe the guy was mouthing at this point. Maybe the guy wasn't mouthing help us, but it, it seems unlikely, but I don't think it's super confirmed that he's. Completely apeshit. I, to me, he comes across as a
0: little bit crazy. I a little bit. I uneven. got him as an instigator. I thought he was trying to trying to create some trouble because he liked trouble. That's what I got from it. I didn't think he was batshit crazy. I just thought he wanted some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: The but way you- he was insistent, I felt like he was. Like something was fundamentally wrong.
2: <laughs> and it's crazy. This is this is a good part of Tarantino's writing that's such a crazy-ass scene. They're shooting bottles, setting people on fire, which was a good plan, by the way. That yeah. was awful. And meanwhile, <laughs> there's also some funny things happening. Like, I never said, help me. <laughs> Save us. I didn't do it. You know, it's like... It feels weird to laugh during that because there's so much awful shit, you know, somebody got shot in the head, it's super bloody. And it felt weird to laugh at it, but that's that I think is a real strength of Tarantino writing is his ability to mix emotions in a, in a way that works. I agree with that. Why are you looking shocked, Anna?
1: because right now I feel real old like that wasn't funny that was awful do you see the desperation on his face and in his voice he's gonna die and they're gonna do something (laughs) fucked up he's lighting a roll of toilet paper to throw into alcohol (laughs) nothing about this is okay
2: right that's what I'm saying parts of that isn't funny but I thought the part where the guy's saying
0: I didn't say Mm-mm. I didn't say it, and the
2: way he delivered it, and everything—that's intended to be funny. Like, even I'm gonna now, get
0: my point across despite all this crazy shit happening. I'm right. gonna
2: die,
1: but bitch, you're gonna know.
2: That's right.
0: Right.
2: You—you <laughs> well, you are a sweet kitten. I'm just old.
1: <laughs> are you? Yeah. I
2: th-
1: you're out of the three of us, three of us, still <laughs> right. the oldest. <laughs> Clearly, Brooke called me, said I was Grandma Chic with my new glasses. <laughs>
2: Grandma. And that's, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, I don't mean like lady. a sheik in the forest. It I mean, in the forest, in the, the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean. What the hell? <laughs> C-H-I-C
1: I, yeah, uh, God, yeah, it was old lady sheik. Sorry, not grandma. Forest. I'm imagining
2: <laughs> the sheik from Cannonball Run.
0: Elves, where's Lawrence of Arabia? <laughs> sheik
2: from Cannonball Run coming out of the forest. Greetings. <laughs> Do you like my new glasses?
1: <laughs> that's how I showed up at home, y'all. <laughs>
2: Like ta I, I appreciate as they're leaving the gas station it's blowing up behind them they followed the badasses don't look back at the explosion rule that was good
1: mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a rule I enjoyed that they were bitching at each other
0: like brothers mm-hmm. <sighs> but it was so fucked up <sighs> he was a lot more calm right. with a hole in his hand than I would be oh yeah he was
2: and it was funny because when he does wrap that up in, a, in duct tape he spits some alcohol on it after he wrapped it up I'm like that's too late but then I thought right. get infected bitch. I don't care. I hope you die. Right. <laughs> die. Cool. So they get back to the hotel and out comes the uh hostage. And Seth is telling the hostage the rules. And you can tell from this that Seth knows what he's doing. He's in charge, he's in command, and you'll you'll find throughout this whole review I'm going to talk a lot about control because I think there's a constant power struggle in this movie. And hopefully you'll agree with me by the end. But anyway, he's at this point, he's in control. And it's clear, I think, that Seth would be so successful at what he's doing. But he's got this albatross of a brother, you know, around his neck. And I think he knows what a problem Richie is. But I don't think he'll face it. Because when he leaves, I think he knows what Richie's going to do. But he's just completely in denial about what Richie's going to no, do. No, he
1: absolutely knows. And that made me exceedingly angry through the entire movie
0: that he was, trying was to yeah just he not fucking knew it.
1: like when he got back now mind you the scene where he got back to the hotel and he saw the murder scene and they they did the flash yeah which by the way makes me think of fight club where they splice dicks in the oh, disney that's movies weird. that's weird
2: did, no right. i haven't seen fight club i know Ugh. that's the that's the face everybody makes when i say i haven't seen fight club but i already know how the ending is so what's mm. the point
1: cuz it's a fun movie
2: i can't get that lightning in a bottle is what i feel like well,
1: i'm I'll here i'm not here for gore i am here for anarchy okay <laughs> which <laughs> i think is why i like fight club so much but the way they splice the blood in between his which reaction which i thought that was, was super genius. effective
2: it was very off-putting and and it gave you a sense of surreality which it, it almost felt like Okay, I'm in a bad spot, just like Seth is feeling right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it was gory without being over the top,
2: right? And I like like you. I think he knows what Seth does and what Seth is like, but he never faces it in this movie. He might get mad like in that that point, but he never faces it. Even all the way to the end, when he's apologizing to Richie, and he's like, "You would have loved uh, saying." El l- ray l- or l ray yeah and uh y- you would have been happy there no he fucking wouldn't he's S- seth is completely in denial about the problem that richie is and 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 in some ways it's lucky for the people in this movie because i think seth would have been a great would have been great at his job which is oh yeah you know, theft and murder and mayhem if without Richie so that's the good part but in the other ways it's bad because like he left this hostage alone with Richie and Richie was gonna do some problems
1: mm-hmm. the whole thing made my made me just clench and dry up and want to leave
2: fair enough the I think end. it's supposed to do that you the whole thing meaning when Seth got back and what he saw happened.
1: actually no the second he told her to come in here with me and watch television I started
2: mm-hmm. to feel dirty yeah and pat in the Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he I set knew. up a
1: pillow told her to take her shoes off knew that i was wasn't gonna finish well. okay. no. at all no i Not knew some all.
2: fucked up shit was about to happen yeah. and i still think the way they introduced richie over time o- o- over a short amount of time but you knew he was a little in my opinion you knew he was a little crazy at the gas station he comes in and um he's a little off with that woman and he says come sit by me and i thought this dude's a rapist but when when uh seth gets back and sees what he's done i think that's when you know how dangerous and very crazy he is
1: completely delusional
2: yeah and then you see he um like when um um sarah comes in and and she's scared to death and she sh- in his mind she looks at him and says richie who's sarah oh, Kate.
0: okay hey. <laughs> the fucker's laughing well, so laugh far at me. she's renamed a city so she's renamed off. a couple people
1: i expected Catherine or kathy or something like that but i don't not know why sarah you didn't expect, kate
0: is she like sarah connor it's like nanook
2: from the north i mean expect that too it's like <laughs> who knows my point being let's not gloss the point okay That's when you know he's delusional, and I like the way that they unfolded him over the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of the movie.
1: Yeah, that was pretty well done. If I'm going to pretend I didn't know that he was a crazy person from the beginning.
2: Speaking of Kate, we did get a quick introduction to the family, eating their nice little dinner, and we find out he's a preacher, has lost his way, you know, and they're very static, stereotypical, cutesy family that's kind of on a, um, on a, on a, a growth trip for dad. So he can figure out what, how to reconcile the death of his wife and the the faith he has in religion and everything. So that part, I think, is about the only stereo. Well, no, it's not the only stereotypical thing in this movie, but (laughs) it is the only cutesy stereotypical thing in the movie.
1: I really think that's owed though to Juliette Lewis, at least for me, because she's surprisingly good at playing innocent. Especially when, at this point, all I can do is think of natural-born killers when I look at her. I think
0: the first time I saw this movie, and th- she had that little scene in Richie's head, I, my mouth fell open that she said those words, because I think right. of her as such an innocent person. Yeah. Would you do me a favor and
1: eat my pussy for me?
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Kinda the whole,
1: her. Daddy? Which is by design. Do you still believe in God?
2: They were showing her to be so innocent and kind and mm-hmm. frail. Because they needed you to know she didn't actually say that. <laughs> right. Right. It has to
0: be shocking. <laughs> right. Like this is clearly he is living in his own world. He is detached Completely. from
1: reality. And he got that weird look on his face Ugh. every time he Lancaster. went to
2: that place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was somewhere else. And the, what was creepy about that is you could, Im- not that you could imagine, but you knew something crazy was happening in his brain. Mm. And what you could imagine was probably crazier than anything they would show us. But it was yeah. mm.
1: It was also, well done.
2: When they were showing the um, the news footage, uh, I thought it was I thought it was intentional and kind of crazy the way that the the death toll came up like a scoreboard. Like it was sure did. I thought that was just a quick little commentary on the spectacle of news. I'd agree with that. Yeah.
1: Sorry, it just popped into my head. Maybe the same person directed Natural Born Killers, but I don't think that's right.
2: No, it's a different person.
1: But it made me think of Robert Downey in that movie the way the news was just overblown and low-key glorified what was happening
2: yeah yeah that's a good point i think though that that's a that's a standard that we could see in many movies (laughs) because i think it's pretty real
1: oh it was oliver stone yeah but something about it is very specific and not your typical media being bullshit Mm mm-hmm
2: so, it doesn't take long for Richie and Seth to show up at the hotel room of this quaint little family, Jacob and the kids, and they get their way inside. Uh, that's where um, Juliette Lewis says the thing we talked about a lot, Richie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm mad that he didn't take that RV and go to another hotel. Like, he saw that crazy person staring him down in the parking lot. I had to back that big son of a bitch up and left.
2: Right. there's no way nothing like that ends well and i kept thinking like why why are these things happening why are they going to that hotel just to sleep in a bed and why are they not leaving when they see the crazy person and why did seth and richie take them with them when that just complicates things and the only answer really is plot yeah there's no good reason for them to do any of that stuff other than it moves the plot forward
1: and, you know, maybe maybe figured he'd have hostages to kill, like if we're going to just completely believe it isn't plot.
0: Right. I don't know. I was like half thinking it had to do with Seth. Like, I don't know. He was creating an extended family of yeah, some sort. Yeah, he maybe. needed someone
1: other than Richie.
0: Yeah, because it's like, okay, I know I've got this batshit crazy brother that I really don't want to deal with. But here's somebody I feel like I can have a conversation with and it be rational.
2: Yeah, I think you might be right. And he definitely had fatherly feelings towards Richie. I mean, he yelled at it and put in his retainer. I think they had a really strange relationship. Like he was fatherly to Richie, but he couldn't let Richie know that. <laughs> because I mean, Richie when he punched would take him that, in the face to shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> right. That was so great. And it's kind of like you the older brother thinking they got to be everybody's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like yeah, that's a good point, Alan. That that maybe
0: that was part of that family thing he was trying to hold on to kind of subconsciously because i feel like that is, i mean that could be a reason why he's dragging him along everywhere yeah further than what they should but before they get dragged along they have the little scene in the hotel room and
2: this is an i i feel like there's a whole lot of struggle between control between seth and Jacob, Jacob really wants to be in control, but everything in Jacob's life is kind of out of control. Even his his wife dying and everything. That's kind of Jacob's uh, pivotal story part is that he can't get control, even though he keeps wanting to. And even here, Jacob says, "My kids aren't going with you." And Seth is like, "What the fuck? I, I don't know if you noticed, but we're bad guys I got the with gun, guns." Bitch. And he's like, "They will not." And so Seth immediately takes back that control, pointing the gun at. Um, the kid's head. What's his name? I'm not even going to try. I don't no, know it's know not Steven.
1: <laughs> <name>. <laughs> then what is it? <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted somebody else to get a name wrong for once. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Scott. Scott. See, I, who knew me? Oh. But anyway, Seth points <laughs> the gun at Scott. And not only does he insist they're doing that, he makes Jacob choose which is a control tactic. He doesn't just say, look, we're going or this kid's getting shot. He said, it's time for you to choose. Are are you going with us or is this kid getting shot right now? Is he going to And he die. makes Jacob have to tell him that they're going. So he is in control of the situation, and he needs to make that clear by forcing Jacob to say something else. And you'll see it's not the last time that these two kind of struggle for that control. <laughs>
1: That sounded sort of like a commercial break. You'll see. Right after this,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was, I was silent. I was like, "Shit, something's coming." Right after this message from the <laughs> Cherry Pop and Daddies. Cherry Pop
0: Daddies. Good so, job. So, in the oh, car. Oh, before we go though, why is it that he just automatically assumes that they're gay? <laughs> yeah, he comes in and, and there's him a and his slurp. son. He's like, right. He's like, "Are you guys fags?" <laughs> I'm like, it's like, do they yeah. look like they would be? I, maybe. I mean, I don't Seth know. is
2: clearly uh, racist.
1: Oh, there's and so much I would,
2: I would already say also to this movie. Homophobic. Oh. He, he doesn't like anybody besides himself and his brother, I think. I
1: don't even <laughs> think he likes his brother. I just feel like he's obligated.
2: Oh, I think he feels obligation, but I think he desperately loves his brother.
1: Oh, well, that's different than liking his oh, brother. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I feel like I agree with you on the love part. I don't think he likes them. That's fair.
0: Oh, well, what's in Mexico? Mexicans.
2: The, the twitty <laughs> twister. That's the <what> twitty <laughs> twister. <laughs> <laughs>
0: these twitties. Uh, but I, Mexican, Mexican twitties. Then they gotta t- cross the border into Mexico.
2: Yep. <sighs> and they're out of there at the at the border. And of course, here's Cheech Marin in his first role. Oh, the the movie. Movie. I love right. that Chief does every fucking thing. Right. And they don't even make it like
1: hmm. <laughs> it's not even a thing. He it's just is a thing.
2: different person every He's time he shows right. up. He's just <laughs> showing up in a different role and everybody's just like, okay, cool. He's like are genius. they trying
0: to say that they all look alike or something? Oh, what is with that? I hope not. No,
1: I just think Cheech Marin is the sauce god.
0: Oh, okay.
2: sauce <laughs> god. <laughs> All right.
1: Shout out to Matt <laughs> Matt. Right my. before they get to that border,
2: though, I want to point out that um, Seth and Jacob are having that conversation where things are getting kind of personal. And Seth promises Jacob... Hey, if you just do what we're saying, uh, then everybody's going to be fine. And I know Richie's looking at your daughter like a creeper, but if you just do what we're saying, everything's going to be fine. And the thing that really strikes me me and the audience is that we know his promise doesn't mean shit because he just promised that woman at the hotel that everything would be fine if she followed the rules, and she got brutalized.
1: He left her with Richie. Right. That's why he rolled out Richie as a threat.
2: Yes, and I think that was genius in writing because that makes it really hard when we see that the father has a chance to get away at the at the border crossing although it would be dangerous for his daughter very um he chooses not to because he doesn't know that promise isn't worth shit he's believing that promise and i think seth believes that promise because he's in denial on what a fucker richie is
1: denial about everything and jacob is a perfect pumpkin well as much as a grown-ass man who's <laughs> lost his faith in god can be right
2: <laughs> then when, when jacob and uh, his son are arguing whether they're going to tell the border guards or not. Uh, I thought that was a perfect little microcosm of uh, Jacob and Seth constantly arguing and trying to get power. The
1: power struggle. And,
2: and Jacob made it clear by saying, God damn, <laughs> <laughs> and shocking his kid. Jacob made it clear that he's <laughs> in control of that. Jacob has control of these kids at this point.
1: Which he did more than once in this movie.
2: Yes, but but then that's the only power he can get. So, of course, they're trying to get across the border and be cool. And what happens? Richie gets called a fucking nut and starts talking fucking loud and making a scene. And, like, he doesn't even care. And he he even said, you know, fuck those cops.
1: (laughs) He just wanted to be... He just wanted to be aggro because he didn't call him a fucking nut. He's like, why are you acting like one, bitch? Right. But you know, nev-
2: no one ever hears that question. They're
1: like, you called me this fucking name. Now I'm going <laughs> to fight you.
2: It's a very brother thing, but it is exactly the wrong time. And right. this is the thing. So as wrong. much as Seth tries to get and keep control and show that he's in control through this whole movie, Richie's actually the one in control.
1: Oh, yeah. Richie's driving. Ugh. Seth is reacting to Richie. The entire movie. The
2: entire movie, yeah. And trying to keep Richie uh, uh, contained. hedged in and contained, right. Uh, meanwhile, under the illusion that he's in control of this whole thing, and then there's Jacob over there trying to tug on it, and he ain't got a <laughs> hope in hell, because Richie's definitely way more in control of this situation. Than him. Ugh, and I'm it's it's creeper. difficult because somebody whose actions are, are not guided by logic and whose actions are not... Um, bought out and in control in some way
1: grounded in reality
2: grounded in reality even that's always going to be difficult for somebody whose actions are because when you are working from a point of logic you can see the path before you but when you're working with somebody who doesn't anything could fucking happen and it's and i think that is the catalyst for seth needing so much control throughout this movie because richie deprives him of it so much and probably has his entire life makes sense
1: yeah i'm roll i got a blank look on my face i can feel it just rolling through it all like oh I got,
2: yeah i'm telling you i got some deep thoughts Woo! about this fucking movie I which
1: i never would have fucking applied i'm like richie's a creep Seth is awful vampires i think there's a,
2: a whole lot of subtext <laughs> in this movie that and that's one of right. the things I like about Quentin's writing. It's because <laughs> on the surface, it's just violence and craziness. But if you really can look deeper into it, there's a whole lot of fleshed out motivations for these characters. I don't think they're just the caricatures they have seen. They, they appear to be. They're given reason to act the way they do.
1: All right. Well, preach on, preacher. I'm taking notes.
2: <laughs> preach on, preacher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so wh- what do you think the motivation is behind making all these characters... Like, uh, Cheech's character, when he comes on to inspect the, the motorhome, and she's in the bathroom, and he's, like, leering at her. See,
2: I think that's more control. Cheech is like, oh, oh she's in the bathroom. She's like, excuse me. And it's a point. I think they made it a point. She, her panties weren't around her ankles. They were right there so you could see them. And then she, as Cheech is closing the door, he's whoop following, mm. the, following the hole in the door. Yeah, because I think that's another control point. Uh, th- yeah. This movie's about control and who's in that it. That a border
1: crossing guard could exploit He's whatever a, the right. fuck he wanted to. i want to, to use my power to oh, do this.
2: Over to an underage her. person. She had uh. no control over that. Absolutely. He was exerting Great. his small p- part of, of the control that he had. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Like, there's so many people in this movie trying to seize their control or use their control.
0: Mm. Use your might. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Cheech.
1: <laughs> my brain is over here breaking. <laughs>
2: It's not long (laughs) till we see Cheech's second roll. Oh my! This Uh, is my
1: favorite Cheech roll. As they pull up to the Titty
2: Twister.
1: Way to enunciate! Thanks.
2: <laughs> and, and as they're pulling up to the titty twister, it's like a second film starts. I see this movie as kind of an anthology. Like the first is a the first movie in the anthology is a crime drama. The second movie in the anthology is a monster movie, and they don't cross over each other that much. Other than the characters are the same. Like if if you had cast different people <laughs> in these roles, you could almost have two whole movies in this. That's
1: exactly what Kill Bill was: a kung fu movie plus a western.
2: But it was those constantly, it was mixed, I think, in Kill Bill.
1: You think so? Yeah. All right.
2: Did Was there a time, I, I'm not as familiar with Kill Bill as you, but was there a time when it stopped being a Western and started being a Kung Fu movie? Or stopping?
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it's been so long since I've seen it now, I can't remember where the split is. But it, I think it was split at the appropriate part. It ended with, um, who was the last person? person she killed was it lucy Liu's character and then you open in, in the, the next movie on michael madsen yes. in the middle of the fucking desert yes and then everything kind of goes from there and then you get some more backstory and it's massacring a tiny church and all the, these other things so yeah i think i think there is a clear delineation between the kung fu and the western
2: hmm. see i didn't like kill bill because Ugh. again there was nobody to say "Well, Quentin." Does this really have to be two movies? I think we could shorten it this down. It did need to be
0: two movies. Oh, my God. I loved it. Was it was so
2: unnecessarily
0: drawn out and masturbatory. <laughs> I, I liked the first part, like, the first volume better than the second. I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I hear most
1: people but, say that. They, they each have their own charm. No, I, I agree. I love that one.
0: I, I enjoyed them. It's my favorite. It's funny, because I had absolutely <laughs> no desire to see it, and then I watched it, and I was like, okay.
2: Okay. So, here we are at the Titty Twister and cheech is outside hawking pussy <laughs> uh, in the most gross way gross but memorable i think anybody that you mention this movie to is gonna remember you know if you can get pussy for less than a penny fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> if you can get cheaper pussy yeah <laughs> I, I, like in a movie that has so many memorable moments that's strangely one of the most memorable yeah i didn't that even know there the were most. that many types of pussy
1: the, uh, right hey i did white pussy black pussy stanky pussy <laughs> uh, clean pussy wet pussy
0: horse we yeah horse, chicken pussy, pussy. Dog I, that's pussy. the
1: one that got me i was like chicken pussy what
2: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's nasty don't search the <laughs> internet for it no, Oh, not Just, no. it's a psa
1: there are things i can't unsee
2: <laughs> and machete machete is there in his youth or his youth compared his youth. to how we're normally seeing him.
1: He's wanted And I youth.
2: thought it was great. You're just trying to kick Seth out. <laughs> and Seth is like, I'm not good enough to drink in this place. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. And I thought it was good. Cause like Jacob didn't even want to go inside. And Seth made it clear we're going inside. He's in control still Here, Seth gets mad and he's starting to lose control. He's gonna have a bar fight that's gonna be anti productive. And Jacob steps in with some Mm. logic and actually I thought got some power. He sure did. Talking their way into staying. Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of the reason Seth can't let it go. While after a while they're still sitting there drinking, Seth is still thinking about doing that thing because he doesn't like, I think, that Jacob took control of that situation and diffused it Mm -hmm. instead of it ending the way he wanted it to
1: is it that he didn't get to fight or he lost
2: control control
1: okay but i thought jacob did a very good job of taking it back even in the the aggro parts of oh Seth. he did he totally He was like did. hey why are you being a bitch you won why are you too dumb to see it?" right
2: that that comes up later again uh when uh jacob is telling him like you've already won and so pretty much jacob is saying you are in control you control this whole thing not me it's all you that's the only time then when seth can drop it and let it go and he shows any kind of friendliness and familiarity with the with jacob uh, because jacob is saying you're the king
1: like genuine friendliness
2: yeah because then he's like yeah. great let's have a good time together Woo,
0: arms around
1: we're going
2: well, to
0: was drink it, well was it that or was he forcing him to take a drink 'Cause he was gonna have the last word of control. Hmm, probably Ooh,
1: yeah. look at Alan taking it.
0: Plus it also he was pissed <laughs> and they were
2: he was made the kids take drinks even though Jacob right. didn't want him to. Okay. And oh yeah, that was definitely, definitely control. They're and I think drink. that was extra damaging for Jacob because that was the first time he lost control of his kids. Every mm-hmm. other time in the movie he had control of them. Especially and now Kate. even this was spiraling out. And that's when Jacob changed his tactic and said, No, dude, you're in control. You got this. Uh, and so that motivated Jacob, I think, too
0: so complex i it know it's way more complex
2: Shit, i
1: never I've been like this dude's an asshole
2: right now is also <laughs> where we see some really greats from film uh tom savini playing sex machine with his revolver dick gun revolver penis dick gun never leave home without your dick gun that's right it just pops <laughs>
0: out i still was trying to figure out how he was controlling it
2: maybe it was like a no, pelvic thrust uh, because of funny movie thing pew, pew. there's no way Sexy, what
0: if. Or he has a tiny little pinor inside with a hand.
2: <laughs> or it's
0: and like
1: is that the that little alien if? from Men in Black.
0: That could be my what if. <laughs> the the Men, the Men in Black. Black. That's yeah, I remember up. When
1: that the up. dude's skull opened and a yeah. tiny alien? <laughs> Tom Savini was in a lot of so those cute.
2: movies that would be shown from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, my favorite of which is uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, he was uh, in the mall in the classic Romero film. Uh, okay, I, I
1: can only ever think of him in uh, Planet he Terror. Oh,
2: well, there you go. Mm. And then Boom. we also saw Fred Williamson, very well known for. Oh, there's several movie mentions. <laughs> <for him. laughs> I'm like what? Fred Williamson, very well known for his black exploitation movies. Nobody knows?
1: I, honestly, I don't think I've seen any of them.
2: Oh, fair enough. Well, he was very well known for his exploitation movies. Uh, for those people, I know we've tossed that term out several times on the show, but maybe a lot of people don't know what it is, especially in the 70s. They made a lot of films that were originally directed towards people of color that showed people of color in very stereotypical but powerful roles, but it ended up having a whole cross-market uh, appeal. All kinds of people started seeing it, and then, then they ended up making more and more. But every, all the black people in it was, were in very stereotypical, like, saying things like, you know, jive honky and stuff like that. <laughs> jive honky.
1: <laughs> I did a quick search because I, like, I know what it is, but I can never think of how to explain it. Because, uh, like you said, it was originally aimed at black folks, but then the appeal brought across cross-racial and ethnic lines. Yeah. Which means white folks liked it. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then that makes me react like, get your... Fucking hands off black
2: people's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people of color, out comes <laughs> Salma Hayek. selma <laughs> Hayek? Sa- not Salmanilla. Salma. Salma. Salmanilla. <laughs> <laughs> out comes Salma Dang. Hayek. And she's doing her well, little snake dance. And interestingly, glorious. Enough, she almost passed on this role because she is real scared of snakes.
1: Oh, I did read that, and she's dancing with a giant ass boa constrictor like a
2: goddess. Right, Rodriguez ended up convincing her to take the part, um, and he told by telling her that Madonna was really trying to get that role, <laughs> and so she ended up taking it.
1: What? How I do no oh like why is she, was she in direct competition I with Madonna? Was she no. about to release Madonna
0: cannot have this role like I in will do
1: Bedtime it. Stories part. And she was perfect Spanish. For
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> also her dance was not choreographed at all. Rodriguez told her just kind of move to the music and so what you see is just kind of her freestyling up there. He did the same thing in Sin City with um Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba, yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> and i love it she they give a lot of this movie to her dance like no that's true that's It's not just the, a quick thing
1: i remember cheech marin in front of the fucking titty twister and i remember her <laughs> right. That that's really all i've ever that's, remembered that's from this movie
0: right i remember thinking to myself god all these women look kind of skanky hanging around and doing and then she walks out and it's like oh
1: hello oh
0: <laughs> I know she's so classy <laughs>
1: I also want a cape and a headdress.
2: Hey, I think you should have one. That will just parade my ass around here.
0: And apparently perfect skin that alcohol rolls right off Man, when
2: she rolls that alcohol down her leg, off her foot, into Richie's mouth, he has never been more in heaven, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: the first time his reality... Was his <laughs> over. world, right? They they <laughs> right. met up. Yeah, that's really happening. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> I feel like that was a special effect though, because it didn't like it was perfect. Yeah, it was right. pretty. I'm, I'm in
0: awe. If
2: you want, I, I can pour train. some liquor down my leg into anybody's mouth.
0: Are we gonna watch it like tinkle like rain off the side of your leg, or pour <laughs> directly down the top of your leg? And then
2: I'll look at you and say, Alan, do you want to eat my pussy?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm. And then I would retreat into my own little world.
2: He'd oh, go oh into my the my turtle life. club. I don't <laughs>
0: conveniently
1: need to run an errand while y'all are doing that.
2: Cheech <laughs> comes over. It's that fucker right there. He's looking for his revenge. And then Richie, of course, can't turn around and just stab somebody. He's got to mount him and just stab <laughs> the fuck out of him for 30 minutes. Like, Ugh. dude, he's so fucking crazy. Awful. And it ends up all that blood is way too much for Selma. And she goes... <laughs> into some kind of vampire snakey looking thing i cobra did think she vampire. looked more lizard
0: than vampire Dinner
2: is served.
0: she looks like she cobra did. khan from he-man but
2: that's why she had that <laughs> snake that's why she had the snake on her because that She's was like, her animal she is like and a, not snake a rat vampire. kangaroo i that's one of the things i love about this movie they didn't go with one style of vampire it's like the these are vampires that are collected from all around the world there are different kinds of vampires that came to together they all looked very different you had some that were just like monster weird lumbering things you had like the snake vampire you had some regular vampires um fred williamson um Uh, frost is his name in the in the movie he became that vampire with the giant mouth and i think this is just kind of a place that all these vampires all over the world came it's somebody organized it because it was easy to get prey here so very different kind of vampires from all kinds of vampire ethnicities or types if you'll say definitely come together
0: Vampire think? ethnicity. Well, I was gonna say, like, so the locals mostly look kind of reptilian or snake-like. I don't know.
2: Is she local? I thought maybe that she, since she had such a place of honor, and clearly That's everybody respected I her. I thought maybe she was from what we end up finding. It's it's this place is actually on top of a Mayan temple, and I wondered if she was from that time, and maybe she's something like a Quetzalcoatl uh, kind of uh, inspired vampire or something like that i'm not sure but i did get the idea that she was the head vamp the queen
0: because I, I felt like there were some other girls that morphed into a snake like yep there were a few
2: but definitely not all but not them. all no yeah, i maybe agree she turned those
1: those are her special ones
2: and some of them looked more baddish, and some of them just looked like a monster mm. um it's kind of like it's the it's the hippie vampire retreat <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's where they they take spring break at? That's
2: right. Hey y'all, let's
0: go to the Teddy Twister.
2: <laughs> There's lots In of free food. We're gonna
0: let our fangs hang out and
2: feed on truckers. <laughs> but I love the way they all look different. Unfortunately, well, okay, not unfortunately. Richie gets bit here though, and not unfortunate. I'm at for all. it, and I'm glad it was a woman that did it. Like, Ooh, that's a good point yeah a, i agree i think it was intentional that a woman was chosen to commit violence against him because he had committed so much violence against women through this movie
0: okay so i have to ask this why did kate warn him why was she oh so... my god i wondered the same thing i'm like what reason well, could you possibly have to warn him
2: even in that situation i think it's probably real fucking shocking for somebody <laughs> to turn into a giant snake vampire and go attacking somebody i don't also valid I don't know. But, and to your point earlier, too, I think they all kind of formed this really dysfunctional, weird-ass kind of family by that point. And I think Jacob was the only holdout. I feel like the kids were kind of into it at this point. Once they started drinking and stuff, they kind of got more
0: familiar with things. Well, and I feel like maybe she was just so bored with what their life was like before that this is right. exciting. I, I right. guess that's... Yeah. So um, maybe I she's trying to protect that little thing. little bit of excitement. <laughs>
2: So right here, the movie goes into just this ultra violence. <laughs> I love, I love Frost picking up vampires and just throwing Dropping them on them the on legs, on the tables. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's so great. And Sex Machine, bam, shoots somebody with his gun, dick.
1: That was all of it was glorious.
0: <laughs> the human guitar was my favorite thing.
2: Oh, the the mariachi band with that, that just immediately. Ripped a person apart, put them together as a guitar, or maybe they had that sitting backstage. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I went back and forth on that the whole fight scene. Like, did they have that before? Did you
2: just know it, fresh? It's
0: got strings though, so maybe. Right. When I was sitting there going, wait, he wasn't playing that when they were all there getting <laughs> drinks. Sure wasn't. It's like, did he flip it around? It was had a human on the other regular side. Ass <laughs> the but then guitar. I was like, what was he strumming exactly? Ew. Ew some dick maybe y'all are nasty <laughs> how,
2: did y- how did y'all end up nasty
1: <laughs> i take every opportunity to
2: <laughs> to make be, a dick joke to make a dick joke <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> that's why you two are in a
2: companionate marriage <laughs> that's true, that is true. Okay. and
0: backs and tank, back
2: some dicks back to my control theme uh, this was really interesting when selma um uh is saying uh i'm gonna make uh seth i couldn't think of his name i kept trying to my mouth kept saying richie i'm like, nope. <laughs> When Selma says she's going to make Seth a slave and she goes through all this stuff, she's going to take away from him the thing he wants most, which is control. And he was just not having it. He won't allow it. Uh, that, was the, that was the first, I think, legitimate threat to his idea of having control uh, through, through the movie. Even though there were some real threats with Richie, he's in. I feel like he's in denial about it. Yeah, that.
1: Richie's a whole different thing, but this supernatural bitch could do it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she could do it. It was, it was a realistic threat. So he ends up killing her by dropping a chandelier on her that somehow hits her and not him, even though he's right under her. Yeah, I uh, didn't get that. I'm just going to let it go.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's movie logic. It's just movie let it happen. Logic.
0: It's like he just somehow kicked off and slid away from her. Yeah, and then they end these... Four badass dudes
2: in complete control. yeah. Jacob, Seth, Sex Machine, and Frost. They're in complete control. They've killed everybody, and they're like, "Oh, this is their chance for a little exposition." They go around. I think oh, it was cool. It's the second wave of the battle, you know.
0: Well, don't forget the Kalima heart. Oh yeah, talk about that. Oh. Like, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Frost. Frost. Like just Hi-yah! grabs his heart and <laughs> he rips it out of his chest, bed. and it's like beaten. He's down on the ground. They shoot him in the head. And it starts beating, and he sits back up and uh-huh. takes a pencil and stacks. Yeah, his sex heart machine comes it. over. Psh, that was amazing.
2: It. So this is the part where Seth comes back to Richie in kind of the the um, the lull before <laughs> the second wave of fighting, and is like, "Oh, you'd find peace in El Rey and all that stuff," and again lying to himself. And Richie vamps, and it's so weird because he looks like Frankenstein. He
1: did. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what mythical creature does he look like? He Rocky got that Mister Moon. What was? the the old McDonald's oh, yeah. Moon Mac head. tonight Mac thank you I was like who is that I was uh, calling Mr Moon and he pops into my head clearly that commercial made an impression
2: Alan you're a terrible person who did you think he looked like oh,
0: Rocky Dennis <laughs> from Mask his head was oh, just so elongated <laughs> <You're> terrible. <laughs> I thought that
2: when Seth was trying to calm everybody down from staking him and he reverted back to be kind of half-vampire, that was 400 times scarier than Frankenstein face because he had the fangs and his eyes were kind of messed up. I really liked that version. And one thing I didn't like, I did like that all the vampires looked differently, but it fell apart for me here because he should have looked like Salma Hayek did, and he didn't. Well... Because she made him.
1: Yeah, but then... If you if you consider that maybe it's just what is within you and not necessarily right. related oh, that's to cool. yeah the vampire
2: that's true yeah.
1: necessarily got, everyone's the best vampire they can be
2: exactly
1: <laughs> it's individuality for the win
0: I just wish Frost <laughs> didn't look like a blow up doll he
2: <laughs> when he turned into a vampire yeah, yeah he was, so he was, was, a was whole horrible life. with his gaping mouth his this was neck the worst one for nah. me. <laughs>
0: I'm just because it didn't even move. No, I mean weird. it just looked like put a dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> but watch out for the fangs. <laughs>
2: so after they kill all the truckers who got killed and turn into vampires, then round three starts. You get bats fluttering outside. And I thought wow. why? at first, I thought, why are they showing up now? But I kind of reasoned that they probably didn't plan to start the feast this early but all that blood made salma hayek turn into a vampire and they started it early mm. the rest, everybody else is showing up for dinner time
0: <laughs> right here comes the dinner bell here comes the dinner bell right I, I get, thought it was funny how they realized oh shit those are bat wings that's probably the family they're coming to kill us what do you know about vampires
2: i thought that was interesting and also <laughs> why is this happening <laughs> because it's fun because like, they didn't you get to really know, learn
0: anything new by ta-
1: discussing that true. although
2: there were some comedy moments in there and and maybe it was like a it was like a palate cleanser from one otherwise we'd go straight into another fucking battle <laughs> i think so and
1: it i think this point of the movie would usually be when they learn something new but seeing as how they didn't it was a really do or maybe he's just laying down the
0: ground rules for what you're about to see like you're about to see us use all this shit that we just said maybe yeah
1: they did yeah,
2: they really did And this was the point right before the storm where Seth and Jacob had their last struggle for control. You know, Seth seems like he's taunting Jacob. Jacob slugs him in the face. And ultimately, Seth says, you know, that about there being, if these things are from hell, then there has to be a heaven and they need the minister to to believe again. I think that is when Jacob fully gives up control because you have to give up control to believe in an invisible higher power. Um, (laughs) And Jacob gives that up. And that's the last time they struggle.
1: I'm sorry. There are certain certain things I know I can't say without taking a little shot at. And religion is yours.
2: (laughs) Some invisible
1: higher power. You couldn't have said
2: God. (laughs) Well, all kinds of people believe in different invisible higher powers. (laughs) I'm being inclusive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you didn't have to because we knew what his higher power was. Okay. (laughs) I'm just... Like I said, but my point is (laughs) I take shots. (laughs) I'm just, I find it funny that that's yours every time.
2: (laughs) What's Alan take shots at?
0: He takes shots of vaginas. <laughs> no, he, I take shots of vaginas. He takes That's shots of vaginas.
2: In fact, yeah. as we're watching this movie, yeah. they get in the titty twister, and Alan's like, this is why I don't like this movie. There's all these naked There's women in titties it. and, and I'm like, oh my God, could you be an angrier stereotype gay yes.
0: <laughs> right now?
1: Ew, vaginas it's the <laughs> beauty of allen
0: it just <laughs> it looked like a filthy place i felt dirty it was dirty it. i thought it was strange yes, they don't cleaner the than it should have
2: been <laughs> too like ooh, somebody's been dusting <laughs> <laughs> really it just all looked dingy to me
0: <laughs> it's because i've been licking the blood clean off the floor ew
2: right about now frost starts revealing his nom story that you think is like oh my god he's going to reveal that he's a vampire hunter or something but really that's we don't spend a lot of time on that it it enraptures everyone else but we're seeing sex machine like hilariously turn into a vampire
0: bit by bit
1: that was (laughs) one of my favorite parts of the movie
0: i've got hands
1: (laughs) he's in the background and it's completely silent (laughs) <laughs> That's what I love that the his his uh dialogue goes out and you don't hear anything. Just him pantomiming beaten ass in Vietnam. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, sex machine is trying to hide
2: his fangs. So Sex Machine bites Frost and This is when I realized this movie, even though it's so close to vampire lore in a lot of ways, in this one, vampire bites are more like werewolf bites. One Mm. bite and you're done. You don't have to die. You don't have to drink their blood, any of that shit. One bite and you're infected with whatever virus makes you a vampire.
1: Yep. Zombies and werewolves all came to fruition.
2: Yeah. So, in the titty and twister. he turns real quick because then he throws sex machine through the door letting in all the bat breaking the door all the way down although the door miraculously heals itself later maybe the door's a vampire i don't know
1: the yeah. world is a vampire
2: <laughs> the world is, i thought i was getting deep on this movie but if you're gonna say the world is a vampire
0: well that is funny i didn't even think about the door atlas shrugged because there should have been a big old beam of light coming through that broken yeah, door. Yeah, the door it heals nighttime. itself. But whatever oh, movie. you're talking about during the dawn. Never yeah. mind. Um. <laughs> Wompity womp. Anna ain't got no thoughts. So all the bats are flying in. and The bats are flying. They, they retreat. Well. Retweet. Uh, everybody but. Um,
2: <laughs> She's just over there I having her own little show. She's like, tweet, tweet.
0: <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. tweet. tweet,
2: tweet. I think we need a ASMR channel where Anna just goes, okay. sits there and just kind of says things that occur to her. What's happening? Tweet, tweet, retweet. Would you be interested in that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dad gets bit. Jacob gets bit. Oh, yeah. Decides to make a cross out of a bat and a shotgun, which was cool. He's <laughs> like, chick, chick, blam, blam. That was pretty cool. That
1: yeah. was very terminatory.
2: <laughs> and then we get our little montage of he makes it back to the family, and, we, and then we get our little montage of oh look here's all the supplies from all the trucks that yeah. that stopped here. Eighties
0: memorabilia,
2: right? Let's let's Glorious. put together our weapons. And my question is, is it even a vampire movie if you don't have a super soaker filled with holy water?
1: <laughs> That's true. And then little
2: and condoms
1: bombs of oh man holy water holy off the belt. water
2: hand grenades. I thought was a great looking idea. like
1: balls hanging off his belt. <laughs>
2: Ew. (laughs) Then you had the steak jackhammer. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the dumbest (laughs) most ridiculous thing. It was badass, but also, what's the point? Uh, Just (laughs) because it
0: looked cool. It's like coming at somebody with a wooden vibrator or something.
2: (laughs) Speaking of
1: which, there was an episode of Real Sex or something where they made a fucking machine, and that's essentially what it was. So watching this, that's all I could think about. That's creepy. It's really funny that you said it was a giant... (laughs) Pulsating vibrator. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: I know <laughs> what you're talking They go, nah, nah,
1: yes, nah, and they were nah. testing it. Yeah. They just had the lady laying there taking it.
0: Pass. Yeah. They've also mounted a flesh jack on the end of one and does things for guys. but
1: Oh, all right. I support I all have, of this. I have
0: nothing to contribute.
1: To
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that that weapon has inspired those comments. Uh, right.
2: Because he's just walking
0: around, and it's going, dun, 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 dun. dun.
2: (laughs) Before they step out, though, Jacob makes the kids swear to God in a very serious way. It's funny, because he's like, if I change, I need you to swear. And Seth is like, cool. (laughs) Swear to me! (laughs) I did. And he makes the kids stop and swear. And it made me think about when we were doing Train to Basan, and we talked about if I became a zombie, Mm. you know, whatever, Anna would apparently let me kill everyone. (sighs) what if i was bit by a vampire and was going to turn into a vampire anna i wouldn't kill you you wouldn't kill me even when i vamped no
1: i would just tie you to a chain and keep you out there like Shaun of the dead that's a zombie <laughs> this is a vampire I don't, well, I vampires are too
2: strong for chains I'd she can feed you her something.
0: enemies
1: I keep a cross on you or near you to keep you weak, and then throw Ooh, you I in see. pain she for eternity, could keep me forever to <laughs> throw torture you.
2: Blood. She let me starve and <laughs> like an ride angel, under the cross of that would symbolize <laughs> the invisible god even, deity.
1: I'd warm <laughs> it to ninety-eight point six degrees. <laughs> creepy. give it to you. Give it sippy. It, Alan, sip
0: what about you? Would you
2: kill me if I was a vampire? Um,
0: if you had already turned, yeah. Man. it would be difficult you guys' hesitation is killing i'd be like oh you're
2: dying the person wow. i loved is dead well exactly
0: <laughs> if it were in the process Let's of see tra- how it is i'd kill now and cry later well i don't know like for like, i'm not going i love you guys but i'm not gonna let you kill me
2: that's crazy
0: if i saw you suffering and i knew i couldn't do anything about it but kill you and put you out of your misery that would be an easier decision huh then let's say, what if I'm frightening?
2: Just coming up, landing in front of your car,
0: walking around. I am mm, <laughs> I guess it depends on how convincing your acting and skills we'll are. We'll be friends forever.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might just drive off and leave you, it wouldn't kill you.
2: I'd just turn into a bat and you'd come have after better you. things to do than come after me. <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably be like angelus i'd just
0: be the craziest bitch ever
2: <laughs> like oh, i like i like to have fun and drive people crazy oh, crazy Can i don't know cross, i guess it cross just cross depends
0: is. on how much of you is left when you Man. become a vampire well i'm, I'm glad I, I have all that, this
2: ammunition on how to eat you when i turn into a
0: vampire well, in, in case i need it in this movie in this movie nobody showed any signs of their humanity when they turned so i think it would be an easier decision Fair now enough. if you were like i have control like oz other than i have buffy right like i have control over my personality except for when i have to feed that can be managed oh my god right we could lock you in a cage and then again throw you you blood
2: here's the difference you guys are the young adult version young adult novel version of vampires and i'm like i'm like the lost boys version of the Vampires. The, I think the way we're seeing this is a little different. You guys' vampires sparkle in the sunlight, and mine <gasps> dine on the hearts. Sparkle
1: in the sunlight?
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad to see the consistency, though, because you would still let me kill everybody. Alan would consider it, because he's not sure, and I would stake you immediately.
1: That <laughs> is fairly consistent.
2: However... And later, I'd look at a picture of the three of us and cry. <laughs>
1: you would would not cry thank you i would but Mm -hmm. i'd have to be
2: alive to be able to do that so you got to get staked first no (laughs) no which brings me to sex machine losing his head and turning into an animatronic
0: rat creature (laughs) robo vampire rat
2: i'm like i don't know why that happened (laughs) i know but like his feet just
0: drops out of his sleeves
2: yeah The, the rat head popped out of his neck I loved... Okay, for one, I loved because I felt like that was a homage to American Werewolf in London. Mm. And two, I loved because there was a good animatronic creature in this movie, which is a bonus for me in any movie.
0: Oh, you know what? Maybe that goes back to why all the vampires look different, like... Maybe he was a deep, deep down inside, he was a dirty rat. Yeah. So he turned into a Well, he was rat. walking that,
2: around with a dick gun, so it's not, <laughs> it's not surprising. I've never <laughs> seen somebody who wasn't a rat do that. Exactly. <laughs> right. So that bolsters Anna's opinion. <laughs> that The vampirism turns you into your base. Exactly. Whenever. Mm-hmm. Like some of them were bat motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were all crazy. You
2: ain't nothing but a flying rat. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's It's funny too. I thought the vampires, like all the new ones that came in as bats, looked like mummies. Yeah, some of them did look kind of mummish.
2: Like mummies without their wrapping? Yeah. Mummish. Mummish. Mum's the word. What do you want for lunch? A mummish sandwich.
1: Scrawny ass rat bat things. (laughs) Rat
2: bat. Rat bat. (laughs) When Jacob, however, turns into a vampire. I thought it was really interesting how much like a demon he looked. He didn't look like any other vampire. He had these kind of weird black spots on his face. He looked very satanic, demonic as opposed to something He was very a holy. lapdog of Satan. Mm. <laughs> that phrase was glorious. Yeah, he turned into what I would call a lapdog of Satan. I like I think his expectation was to be that and he was that. Mm-hmm. And then his son just waited a little too long. Scott, that waited a little baby. too long, got bit, and then was getting fucking devoured. And that was... That, that was hard. For me, that was one of the most difficult parts of the movie to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. To watch him get devoured.
1: And then for his sister to watch him get devoured.
0: And He's begging her to kill him. Kill me,
1: Kate. Ugh. That, that Ugh. made my heart sad.
2: We've, this is when we discovered we've got nobody left at this point, but Seth and Kate. Mm. And they discover oh it's day and we can shoot out some shit and oh they can't. and the door has healed <laughs> itself uh and ultimately we find cheech in his third role in the movie as the gangster carlos who the
1: friendliest happened, gangster
2: the, he was a friendly gangster <laughs> he right? was
1: real nice want and some <laughs> cold beers
2: we got some in the car
1: got yeah, mexican and domestic uh- <laughs> <laughs>
2: i also loved that when they busted open those doors the light hit the disco ball and oh, just yeah. disco balled Get everybody made rings. them all explode it was fabulous there was a, that's another thing i like about this movie there's so many things in it that i hadn't seen before given the holy water in the super soaker i'd seen in lost boys but other than that there was a lot of stuff i hadn't seen before
0: yeah because who comes up with a, a disco ball it? well <laughs> disco lasers
2: <laughs> i also loved he's like what were they psychos and he said do psychos explode <laughs> when sunlight, sunlight hits when
1: sun? fucking daylight
2: i don't care how crazy they are
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great
2: and he's sitting there like what And this this i thought too is another reason i like and i'm mad at this movie because <laughs> what you expect is seth will be like i'm leaving and kate is like no we're family now and he's like get in the car but no He said, I'm a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. I've got so (laughs) many And he drives off without her because he knows this place he's going to, that isn't her future. That isn't what she should be. And he's already had to take care of somebody. He doesn't want to have to take care of somebody again. He would rather Mm. be on his own, I think. He kind of got that albatross cut off. And by God, he is not going back to it. And he's not dragging her down this path.
1: That's like a bad breakup and you got to be alone for a year before you get.
2: Right? It was so and it's crazy because kate didn't even expect it kate was just like that really just fucking he just drove off what, what am i gonna do and, and she's like linked. oh i still got all this shit but what is she gonna do with her life i think she i think we need a part two well there's three parts to this movie actually but i think she needs to come back as a vampire hunter like that's the only that's the only job vocation that i can imagine her being at this point I
1: think so you don't think she would go home and go to college
2: I know the first her thing I'd, I'd do is I'd take dead. a shower. Her mom's dead. Her dad's dead. Her little baby brother dead. <laughs> and she knows vampires exist. Could you pretend they don't after that? I couldn't. Mm, probably not. I'd get a leather jacket and some leather pants as quick as I could and find a motorcycle and um, drive around
0: killing vampires. Maybe she would support Trump building a, a wall. I'd get the vampires behind <laughs> the vampires, are, the vampires are bad hombres. <laughs>
1: I can't. I can't see myself being a vampire. I'd be hunter. driving around.
2: I'd be driving around. I'm White Blade. White Blade. Stop
0: now. I'm gonna kill them all. She just said White Blade. <laughs>
1: yes, she did.
2: Blade's the baddest motherfucker the vampire killer ever.
0: It's like i <laughs> will call not, you, the Gay Walker. It's either
2: Blade or Van Helsing, and by God, I'm gonna be Blade.
0: <laughs> gay fair. Walker. The Gay Walker instead of the Day Walker. Fuck she's yeah. the Gay Walker.
1: This makes me happy. You have to get that airbrushed on a T-shirt,
2: and that, well, because you know everybody will immediately understand what that means. <laughs> Maybe it'd be a vampire, and his his fangs are LGBT colors, the rainbow colors. Oh my god!
1: Or your name would just be airbrushed across the back. Shut up! I don't want
2: any kind of airbrushed <laughs> clothes. Pass hard, a big purple triangle or something. Then we get yes! to the end of the That's movie. Time. I'm just moving us along. The slow zoom out where we see it's a Mayan temple and all the wrecked ass trucks in the gorge they've been doing this a long time and it really <laughs> is a great plan just out in the middle of mexico these truck drivers stop nobody ever hears from them again i can imagine that's hard to trace
1: mm-hmm. that's why i said it's for truckers and bikers only if that's you right. ain't one of them you gotta get the fuck out
2: well i am a truck driver
1: mm, <laughs> need a cdl to drive that fucking rv
2: <laughs> and ultimately <laughs> for this control issue that's coming up a lot all along i my only problem with that is I think it's represented so well throughout the movie, but there's not really a lesson or something learned there. It's just a motivating trait of a couple of characters in there. If anything, it showed that control is external and you can try your best to survive it. Uh, because once the vampires hit, everybody that wanted control and thought they had control really lost it to some yeah, extent. All no. bets are but off. I, d- I don't feel like it went anywhere other than being a motivating factor throughout the film.
0: Well, what about the revelation where he like i didn't believe in vampires but i believe what i see and all this happened and then the heaven and hell and like you said earlier it's yeah, like he gave I gotta give it jacob up gave it up i have to give up the control Maybe that is too. it
2: because jacob gave it up but seth never could and that's even why he left at the end uh and he's still wandering the plains yeah.
1: i hope so <laughs> Just out there driving around with his tattoo.
2: So believe it or not, I know Annie. You said there was a lot of gore in this, but the special edition that was on Laserdisc had a lot of scenes that were originally cut from the film because they were too graphic. There was a the uh, fu- <laughs> there was a vampire feast uh, that was extended. One part has a girl popping a pimple on a guy. <laughs> what
0: the fuck? That uh, didn't make it, and all that other shit. Did. Right,
2: sex machine killed off two more vampires and takes a picture with one of them. Like there was some things cut that was on the laserdisc special edition that I'd love to see. Mm. Weird.
1: I think, All I can do is grunt judgmentally.
2: I think that should lead us straight into our reviews, though. I'm gonna start. Okay. Take me to your ratings. Hey. This movie, I've loved it from the time I saw it. I was confused by it. I've thought about it as I've seen it again and again over the years. And again just like last week it's not like i'm comparing it with the english patient but for a monster movie and a tarantino movie this is exactly what i want for me this is like a 4.75 out of 5 i mean there are some problems with it but it doesn't take away from the enjoyment for me it's a great film it's very thoughtful i think that a lot of effort was put into the writing and the execution of it and i appreciate that as far as pride flags fuck all like (laughs) ain't shit in fact When he asked if they were fags, I was just like, really, bitch? That's all we got to talk about for Pride Flags? This has got negative one Pride Flags. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I cannot give it more than a three. Oh. Uh,
1: Based on the Anna I am today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is there a past Anna or future Anna that would like this movie more? It's possible.
1: I I mean, it was a well-done movie. I, I absolutely give it points for its execution. Uh, underlying themes and general coolness. However, there's a lot of racism in this movie. There's a lot of ick for me in this movie. So, three.
2: Yeah, and I think it's good that you point out the racism. I think that's intentional and it calls back to the generalized racist attitudes of these old. Um, Midnight movies and these yeah grindhouse old movies. grindhouse yeah. films. I think that's intentional, but but that doesn't mean it can't bother you. Certainly, it still can. But and two, if you don't like monster movies and just a, like a bunch of violent gore, then n- nobody's going to like this movie <laughs> if you don't like those things.
0: I guess for me, I I went into this not like not liking it as much or not remembering liking it as much, and I was going to give it a two. But having seen it and discussed some things about it today, I I can come in with a three. Wow. So we're making progress. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, it was. I didn't realize that there was a deeper until we started talking. A deeper meaning behind some of their motivations and stuff. Yeah, and the I gore. See. The gore was extra for me. Uh, I don't know. It. It just. I don't know. It was just gross.
2: I think maybe what we need to do is I need to make you guys watch Terrifier on Netflix. <laughs> you want to talk about eighties gore? That movie is crazy. So mm. if if anybody out in the audience thought this was more of a five than a three then you should probably also go watch terrifier because it is an homage to gory 80s movies i think you'll enjoy it but i think you guys will hate it (laughs) well that's it for this week's episode please review and rate this podcast and if you like what you're hearing subscribe join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing velvet buzzsaw watch it with us on netflix and join our community to share your own review or discuss other movies with us and other fans at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash unicorn brigade streaming unicorn podcast is produced in cooperation with stealth pickles production and is copyright 2019 all rights reserved theme music created by brooke check out our website streamingunicornpodcast.com like us on facebook and follow us on instagram and youtube for bonus content until next time this is brooke anna and alan saying i'm a mean mm, mm, serving serving a guy I'm a Oops. meme. <laughs> <Mm-mm. Mm-mm. laughs> now.
1: Oh, yeah. Ready? <laughs> Campbell's Soup. That was good. That was good. Whose idea was it to do that? To do what? The group saying at the end.
2: It's just something we did from the beginning. Yeah. I don't think it was any one person's idea. Why?
1: Mm-hmm. I was just wondering.
2: You don't it's like it, do fun. you? <laughs> she don't like it. <laughs>
1: I'm also not the one to join choirs or anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here with your co-hosts, Anna. Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? Didn't work all at once.
1: (laughs) 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 I clearly just made myself laugh.
2: Twitty twistle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said that, and I was like, "Am I the only one that just heard it?" And then Anna said it, and I was like,
2: "Thank goodness it wasn't." Just if me. I didn't fuck up everything when I tried to pronounce it, what would you guys talk about? Mm. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: favor,
0: <laughs> Sarah.
1: I did a quick search because I, like I know what it is, but I can never think of how to explain it. Um. Oh, my brain just stopped, and I'm looking right at this fucking thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> just power down and restart Windows right. 95. Your brain will start kicking again. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is in production. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Mm-hmm.